G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. You might have caught the detail last week when the Australian government released the Intergenerational Report. The report highlights the challenges, the opportunities and, importantly, the impact of COVID-19 on Australia's population growth structure, our workforce participation and the resulting economic outlook. Now, there are some changes to what the future looks like. So let's get some insights with social researcher Ashley Fell, who is part of the team at McCrindle Research. Ashley, a special welcome back to 2020. Thank you very much. <laughs> Ashley, population growth, in fact, things have changed uh, a fraction of what it was, around half of what we're seeing in the recent growth peaks. Uh, this is pretty important, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. So prior to 2020 and the pandemic, um, Australia was experiencing some really strong population growth from net overseas migration. About two-thirds of our population growth was occurring through that and then the other third through natural increase, which is number of births minus number of deaths. But of course, due to the international border closures, um, Australia's population growth has been halted. And in addition to that, um, people today and women are having fewer children. And there's a, a few reasons for that. But one is during times of crises, people tend to hold off having kids. Um, and so this lack of migration plus low fertility rates has put the population growth to around half of what we were seeing in recent growth peaks. So, yeah, some, some pretty um, important impacts there for our, for our population and therefore our economy as well. No doubt there's a bunch of people locked away in a little room looking at modelling and graphs to come up with the intergenerational report. But when we're talking about the idea of our population reaching 40 million by 2061 and realising that falls short, it has all sorts of other ramifications for the whole economy and for everyone, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So originally we were predicted to reach a milestone of 40 million people by around the year 2061 and that has been revised down a little bit um, by a few million people. So it does have big implications for our economy, um, for the labour workforce, um, for infrastructure. I think in some cases, and if you're living in a busy part um, of Australia, you might go, oh, maybe we can play a bit of infrastructure catch up uh, with this population growth. But population growth does um, often you know, mean a growing and stimulated economy. So there are some big impacts there. And another impact is that Australia's ageing population is also set to continue. So we've got a bit of a smaller population than we had anticipated that's living longer due to medical advancements and increased life expectancy and also the fact that women are having fewer children and we're receiving less people from net overseas migration is all going to result in a continuation of Australia's ageing population and an ageing workforce as well. So um, we've got sort of less people of working age per retiree as time goes on. So there are some some positives and some challenges that comes with sort of this, this decline in population growth. Uh, 
What's it likely to mean from what you can glean from the intergenerational report uh, for workers in Australia over these coming decades? Yeah, that's right. It's going to have a pretty big impact on Australia's workforce. So as as we've seen, you know, um, Australian workers really drive the economy, um, taxpayers, they contribute a lot um, to lots of infrastructure and government spending. Um, and so we are going to rely on this um, part of Australia really heavily. There's there's three P's that the intergenerational report looks at. It's population, participation and productivity. And so what we are, I think, going to see is productivity doing the heavy lifting for economic growth. Um, so national spend is going to be up, particularly on elements like healthcare and aged care and pensions as the population ages. Um, but that does mean we are going to be looking to the workforce uh, to carry some of these burdens and for the future generations. So we really do think it's quite important that action is taken now to respond to these insights and these predictions that the intergenerational report has highlighted um, to, I guess, decrease that burden that younger generations um, are going to carry. But it's certainly going to need all of us to um, work a lot harder and utilise the technology um, so that we can increase that productivity and, and get Australia's economy sort of back on track in, in time from the hit that it's taken from COVID. I imagine, uh, in a, I guess it's probably a simplistic way to think about the future, but if our productivity doesn't increase, uh, our taxes certainly will. So uh, we might hope that government policies and such things might help our productivity to increase. But when we talk about the growth of an economy, uh, obviously a lot of the way we live, our standard of living, depends on how our economy grows. It's likely to be lower. So is there a certain sense in which our standard of living is likely to be altered because of the growth issues? Yeah, it's a really good question and I guess something that many of us are hoping won't happen too much in sort of the land down under in the lucky country. Uh, you know, we do we, we do have a fantastic standard of living here. We've got a lot to be grateful for. Um, and so, yeah, what's going to be important is um, government initiatives and encouraging people to continue to um, contribute to the economy, continue to work hard and smarter so that we can adjust this um, way of living, I guess infrastructure, spend, workforce, skills, participation, productivity, all of that is going to be important um, to increase the capacity of our economy, uh, to invest in the future of this nation for the emerging generations and for all Australians and to yeah, maintain that standard of living that many of us have become accustomed to. When we talk standards of living, we're talking about often what the government spends uh, to keep the standard of living there. And you mentioned that the ageing population is going to be there and uh, there's a big bubble in the way that our growth will be there and, and our ageing challenges. So there's health care, there's aged care, there's pensions. Uh, all of that means big, big spending. So that's got to be part of the whole focus for the future too. Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely going to need to be a focus on providing for this ageing population. And, you know, we've got this longevity that Australians are experiencing. So life expectancy is increasing. Today's, you know, even children born today are going to live longer and work later into their life than previous generations. And we're seeing many people extend that working age from today's definition, the mid-60s to the late 70s and perhaps 
even beyond that. So it's certainly going to be important that there is a good allocation of our population or our government spend initiatives, infrastructure into looking after these older Australians who can be at the more vulnerable end of society. Um, we've seen revisions into aged care. We've seen some good initiatives um, of late into that sector. And of course, that's going to continue to be important. It's also going to be con- continue to be important to um, encourage sort of the upskilling and retraining of younger workers and, uh, you know, enticing workers into that healthcare space because that's going to be a really important part of, yeah, a sustainable future where we can look after all generations um, across the spectrum in Australia. Some might say there's a lot of pressure going to be on younger generations and you've taken some time to be thinking through all of those sorts of issues. Last time we were talking, we were talking about your Generation Alpha book. Uh, You've done a lot of thinking about the new generations coming up. Are they going to be up to the challenge, do you think? (laughs) That's a good question. Um, We take a pretty optimistic view for the emerging generations. Uh, We think they're hard workers. We think that they are going to be well-equipped with transformative technologies, with new ways of thinking, with innovation, um, you know, new ways of designing how we live and, and, you know, uh, solving future problems that maybe we don't even know we're going to come across. So, of course, they're going to have their challenges and COVID is going to be a challenge for the emerging generations, you know, as we seek to recover from this, you know, recession that many of the younger generations have never faced before. Um, But I think it is, you know, it's helpful in some ways, um, like looking more broadly at the fact that there are seasons of life, there are seasons of the economy. Um, We're in this COVID season, we're going to be recovering from this for a long time. Um, But if we can band together, if we can draw on the strengths of different generations and different expertise, if the government um, can serve us well and if, you know, us as workers can step up to the challenge look after those in our families, in our communities, in our churches, uh, then I think we will continue to um, yeah, be considered the, the lucky country, the land down under. But yes, it will require a fair bit of our emerging generations. But like I said, we, we're confident in them. <laughs> Ashley, if we're just thinking for a moment about Christians in all of the changes that are coming intergenerationally over these coming 40-odd years, uh, what sort of role do you think Christians, churches, uh, people who have a spiritual dimension to their life, not just the secularised idea of where our nation largely seems to be heading, what sort of role do you think Christians will have to play over these coming years? Yeah, it's a really important question and something I think for all of us as churches, as a body of Christ, as well as individuals in our communities to consider. Um, with you know Australia's population historically relying heavily on net overseas migration and once the borders open, I'm sure we'll return to that sort of element of population growth. Um, what that does bring in is a greater diversity of religions. We've seen traditional numbers of, of people identifying with Christianity um, declining and a rise in people um, identifying with no religion over the last few years, and migration does play a role in that. Um, our other research, though, has also shown that many Australians are actually warm to Christianity. About one in four uh, say they're warm or they're open to exploring. And so it is up to us, I think, to build those connections with people who might be different to us in this land of great diversity. And I think that's where it all starts, is having a genuine connection with people. Our research has shown that um, people who have a genuine faith 
um, and who have who share their story, who share their testimony in a trusted environment, in trusted relationships. That's how we break through some of those differences and how we can share the gospel and share the difference Jesus has made in our lives. And so if we can do that, if we can play an active role in our communities and the different spheres where we interact with people who are different to us, that's where I think we can have the greatest impact. Well, the generations are changing. Uh, times are changing. The mix uh, of migrants and Australians uh, typically, be they Indigenous or non-Indigenous, it's all changing and we can't rest on our laurels we can't rest at all because there are all sorts of challenges that are coming in the days ahead social researcher ashley fell is part of the team at mccrindle research let me point listeners to mccrindle.com.au mccrindle.com.au ashley if listeners go to mccrindle.com.au are they likely to get this detail about the australian government uh, intergenerational report that's right. So on uh, a section of our McCrindle website, we've got a blog and that's where we put up a lot of our commentary and our insights. There's a blog all about the intergenerational report that people can find out yeah, more information about what's, what's, in the, what's in the report and some of our commentary on that as well, all at our blog. Certainly valuable information, mccrindle.com.au. Ashley Fell, thanks so much for your update today on 2020. Thanks, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.